What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Cooper. Wow, I messed up my own name. How bad is that? And with me, as always... Brandon White here, guys. What's going on? So, Brandon, not much going on in the racing world right now, so uh, we got a little time to just BS about, you know, off-season stuff, and uh, we got a special guest on the line today. Yeah, big big special guest, uh, Big Ben Cunningham, the number 501, coming to us. What's up, Ben? How you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. How you guys doing? Not too bad, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Yeah, anytime, anytime. It's fun to do. Yeah, man. So let's just uh, talk about what's been going on in your uh, racing career lately. Like, what have you been into? Uh, Brandon and I got the privilege of watching you as a little tyke out at Old Pyramid Valley way back in the day. Whenever, whenever you were just a little guy, <laughs> but we haven't get to we haven't got to see you race much lately. Yeah, man. Uh... Lately, uh, I've been doing a good bit of racing. I decided in August I was going to start doing the uh, pro-ams, try to get some pro points, and hopefully get my pro license one day. So I've just been riding all my weekends off and hit, trying to hit all the races and see what happens, man. I'm enjoying it. That's awesome, man. Where have you been doing uh, your racing at this, this year? I uh, did uh, Birch Creek in Virginia, and then I went to uh, Dublin Gap. Uh, Muddy Creek a couple times, and then I raced a PAMX race up at Hot Point. How many points do you have to have, Ben, before you get get your license? Uh, So the rule is you got to have 60 points in 18 months, and right now i got about 10 points, which isn't great, but I'm scoring a couple points every race, which I'm happy with, and I'm hoping next year I can get a few races under my belt and get get a good chunk of them points nice uh so h- how's your how's your average finish been this year have you been doing pretty good uh how you feel like uh, you got room to grow next year what are you what are you looking at yeah so i started off decent you know i didn't really know what to expect i honestly just kind of jumped into it i didn't know how i was there and uh, the first one i scored three points you know i went there just hoping to score one point and i uh, brought home three points the first weekend and so i told myself i was going to keep doing it and uh I've had a couple off weekends, you know, didn't score any points, but uh, I've been I've been getting like 12, you know, a couple 13, something like that, which isn't great, but I'm happy with it, and uh, hopefully next year I can get some good practice in and get some good results. That's awesome, man. <clears throat> so uh, when you're practicing, uh, do you uh, have a track at home to practice on, or do you have to travel? No, I did have a track to practice on, and uh, it, honestly, it was just way too much work for me and my dad to do and we uh talked over it and he's got a bunch of farm animals now and he wanted to put them up there <laughs> so uh, we uh took care of that and i've just been uh every weekend i have off work man i'm traveling at least two hours to ride so i mean that part sucks but the good thing is you know i'm motivated so it doesn't really bother me i have fun i enjoy traveling i enjoy going to all the practice tracks and getting some motos in so what Take us back to Loretta Lynn's. Uh, we, I know you qualified for, at, for Loretta's. Uh, was it once or twice, Ben? I uh, qualified twice. The first time being in 2011. I uh, went on an 85. And it was actually 85 beginner. It was the only year they had that class. And uh, I went there. And then a couple years I went with my dad. He worked for the MX Sports people. And I just watched. And then in, I was going for it in like 2015 to 2017. And man... Every time I'd go to a regional, I'd get hurt or a bike problem or something. And uh, I was going down to GPF in Georgia and training. And I was hitting the hard. And finally, the last year, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing, have fun with it. And uh, 2017 was the year that I made it in. I went to regional Pleasure Valley and made it in, so I was happy. Yeah, man, I, I still remember watching that race live um, on the broadcast and watching you rip that whole oh, shot. God, yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome seeing seeing you do that and hearing hearing the guys announce your name on the uh, on the TV and watching a local guy uh, have some success and get up there and run up front. So that was that kind of is burnt in my memory uh, watching you uh, come around that first turn with all those guys behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty funny story. Not many people know, but. Uh... I didn't get that good at gate pick because you got to draw the chip. And I drew like 27th or something crazy. And uh, my dad was down there with me, kind of picked. It was an outside gate. And uh, I mean, I'll be, I ain't going to lie, I was, on, I was really nervous. And uh, 
the card went sideways, and when it did, the kid to the left of me kind of flinched a little bit, and then I like I stayed put, but then the kid to the right of me jumped a little bit, and when he jumped, I jumped, and it just so happened the gate was down. I looked over and I didn't see anybody, and I was like, "Man, I'm I gotta get this." So I just held it literally wide open, so I got to the first turn, and I was super pumped. Like that made my whole week just doing that. So that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome, man. We saw that. I, <laughs> I was like, "No freaking way!" Ben just got a whole shot yeah. at, at Loretta. So that's yeah, that's got to be one of your top highlights uh, um, uh, thus far in your career. Now you talked about nerves. Um, what what's more nervous, sitting on the gate at Loretta Lens or sitting on the gate at Daytona. Uh, I mean, it's, it's in my opinion, it's, it's the Loretta's deal because you know everybody. I mean, it was a goal for me just to make it there, and you know I, I was saying when I didn't know how I wanted to do. I knew I could do good, but Loretta's is just a whole different atmosphere. I mean, you got the forty of the fastest kids in the world lined up next to you, man, and it's just a crazy feeling. Daytona is it's pretty gnarly too because you know you're in the center of the world center of racing. Of, I guess that's what they call it. But, yeah, I would say Loretta's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen um, – uh, I saw a news article, uh, a local news article on you uh, that was published just not too long ago, I think it was, actually. I saw the picture of you uh, at Daytona there. So that's got to be pretty awesome <clears throat> just to even be in that facility and, and, and racing on that track, uh, no matter, you know, what class you're racing in or, or you know, who you're competing against. Just to actually be there is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's that's probably one of my favorite races. I actually try to make it there every year, man. Even if even if I don't race, I still like to go. It's just an insane experience. You're in the middle of it all, and you get to watch the pros. But I mean, there's nothing like racing it. You're lining up on the gate, the same track the pros were on the day before, and you got the NASCAR track, you know, right beside you. So it, it's pretty crazy. It's probably one of my favorite races. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really care for the layout too much of like the amateur track but it's still just an experience of, in itself to be there it's, it's awesome hey back to back to loretta lens uh ben talk to us about the atmosphere down there a lot of people don't don't really know the atmosphere you know not a lot of people get to go to loretta's you know all the time so talk to us about that like i know it's a week-long event now do you ride every day or is it just certain days or did you road or well we get there pretty early i think I want to say practice is on Monday. We would get there around Saturday, and there, there's a little local track that nearby that most people go to, like the day or before practice or whatever. So we went there, and it's just insane because, I mean, honestly, it's just little uh, local track. I mean, it kind of reminds you of Pyramid a little bit, but you have literally the fastest guys there shaking the race bikes down and then uh, stuff like that, and then practice is on Monday, and once it starts, Man, there's bikes on the track for a week straight. I mean, it's just insane. I bet you that track gets all kinds of rutted up. I've heard stories about how the ruts on that track are pretty are pretty crazy just because it's like 65 ruts and then you got the big bike ruts and it just it, it kind of makes for an interesting uh, way the track develops. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually pretty wild. It's not like they go through and groom the whole track after every day. They just go through and groom up, you know, a couple sections here, a couple sections there. And same way throughout the day, they'll take a couple track intermissions. But honestly, I rode, uh, I rode Pleasure Valley for the regional, and I thought that it was the roughest track I'd ever been to. And so I got to Loretta's, man. That track was crazy. Just the ruts were foot peg deep. The bumps were ginormous. And it was just, it's insane like that's probably the roughest track i've ever rode that's awesome so i know that there's a lot of support for people that get to make it to loretta's uh, what can you talk us a little bit about what it's like racing against guys that literally are coming to the track almost as a professional rider? I mean, they might as well be with the support that they're getting, uh, whether it be from the bikes that they're being supplied with, the equipment, and uh, the training that they get. Uh, talk about uh, about that a little bit, and you know what you saw down there, even through all levels of of that event. I'm sure that there's support from top to bottom. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy just to think about, you know, the year that I was there, I think there was, like, Justin Cooper, he was in, like, Schoolboy 1 or something, and now he's in the 250 class. And it's just, like, Ryder DeFrancesco, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that name, but yeah. he was yeah. on a 50 the first year that I went to Loretta's, and now 
you know, he'll be making his pro debut here soon. So it's it's crazy to see the way the riders come up through the ranks. I mean, Loretta's is the biggest of them all. Everyone wants to win Loretta. So it's kind of cool to see all those fast guys there and see them progress. Not only, like, me progressing, but them as well. And just seeing, you know... You'd be watching them on TV and be like, hey, I've seen him riding on a golf cart already. So it's, it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Now, <clears throat> I know that you're, you're you know, trying for your pro license and everything. Now, I'm, this might be a dumb question, but are you still able to try to qualify for Loretta's? Is that something you still would like to do in the future? Or is that, um, is that something that, that uh, you don't do anymore because you're, you're working towards your uh, pro license? No, actually, uh, they have a deal now where the Open Pro Sport class, it's uh, its one of the A classes. And the reason they call it Open Pro is because if you have your pro license, you're able to race that class. So, like, if you have your pro license, anybody can race it. But they do it now to where if you make it to Loretta's, just making it there, you automatically get your pro license if you make it in Open Pro Sport or 250 Pro Sport too. There's two classes. So uh, I'm going to try... To do that i don't know how well that's going to work out because it's pretty tough i mean it's always stacked in that class a bunch of fast guys i'm going to try it and see if i can get it there but if not i'm going to keep hitting these programs up and hopefully make something happen Okay, that's awesome, man. That's good to hear. Um, <clears throat> we're excited to see what you're going to be doing in this next coming year and uh, uh, continue uh, going for that goal, working for that goal. It's awesome to see, you know, so, especially somebody local that has continued the dream, um, somebody that, you know, that we've been able to, to watch since since you were a kid we we talk about a couple you know of you guys that that we got to watch when you guys were little like like uh lane michael you know he was out at pyramid all the time as well and now we get to watch him um battling in the up front in the gncc so so we got like a little uh i guess like a pyramid valley club <laughs> that we uh yeah. that we go back to <clears throat> yeah i mean it's cool uh honestly i I don't know if you guys remember Anthony Thomas, but yeah. he was pretty quick back in the day, and he almost, he, I mean, he was like five points away from getting his pro license. He blew his knee out and just kind of lost interest in it, but uh, it's cool to see, like, someone like him I used to hang out with every day, and he was that close, and like you said, Lane Michael, I remember Fab Ball being there a couple times. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there was some Fab Dodge show up back in the day, for sure. Yeah, I remember watching you guys and uh, and Anthony. Whenever he was, he was a little bit older than you, correct? Yeah, he's like two years older than me. Okay, I thought so because I remember uh, watching him rip around, just de- destroying everybody in his class, and <laughs> and uh, you were just a couple years behind him. But do you? Uh, what do you remember most from those pyramid days? Like, what do you take away from that? Because we talk about pyramid all the time on this show, and uh, how uh, just kind of the old memories about that place. Yeah, I, I miss it a bunch, man. I miss it. It was just a family atmosphere. You know, we knew everybody. I knew all you guys, uh, Anthony and Grayson Bachelor, all of us used to go out there. I mean, I just missed meeting up. You knew every Saturday that's what you look forward to is going to Pyramid. And uh, just everybody was so nice. The, the track crew, like John, I always used to talk to him down there at the, at the starting gates, and Danny would always walk around. I just missed that part of it. You know, everybody was like family there. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, there's not a lot of places, especially now that there is motocross racing um, locally here, for, for that matter, but uh, especially like the atmosphere that that place provided where we got to race under the lights. It's just, just such a cool, cool atmosphere. Just like I said, you get to race, you know, go up the hill during the day, daytime races and underneath the lights, you get to uh, make that big sweeping bowl turn. So, yeah, uh, every time I go by, by that place, I, uh, you know, kind of remember all those good times and watching you kids go at it. And then, you know, then us quads could go out and make the track <laughs> nice and slick for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't miss that part of it. <laughs> No, but uh, it's cool, man. I mean, like, I mean, if you compare like Pyramid to like one of the one of the big national events, it's just cool. I mean, it's cool to think about where you came from because you set up at one of these big events and there's hundred thousand dollar murder homes everywhere, and uh, you know, each rider has six bikes, and it's you know, you didn't see any of that up here, man. You seen, you know, everybody run brought what they had. You know, what I mean, I mean, yeah, multiple times I've seen people with 
stuff falling off their bike, stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, they're having fun, and that's the cool thing about it. It's fun to watch, and you don't realize, you know, how fun it is until you go back to that atmosphere. Yeah, you see somebody – you know, run the first moto on their bike and their bike breaks down, so they run the second moto on their buddy's bike or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's cool. It's, I just miss it, man. It was awesome. I, I'm like you guys. I uh, I think about it every day, and like you said, I used to watch you and Brandon go at it all the time. It was just fun. There's always <laughs> fun stuff to watch there. Hey, Ben, so <clears throat> was is there anything you would do different, or not really different, but like what would you tell like a, a youngster coming up through the rank, you know, what advice would you give them that, you know, cause you've been, you know, to Daytona, you've been to Loretta Lynn's, you kind of, you know, you kind of got that experience now. What would you tell a young guy or, or the parents, like what to get them into or whatever through their riding career? Uh, my biggest thing I'd like, I mean, the biggest thing, if you want to make in this sport, you got to travel, you got to hit all the big races and the local races and stuff like that. And the other thing is, is just work hard and uh, don't ever give up on your dream. There's times, you know, I didn't even want to look at a dirt bike again, and uh, I didn't really put as much work as I could have into it. I wish I would have put more at this point. Uh, I wish I would have hit it a little bit harder than what I did, but I don't regret anything by any means. But if I had any advice to give to any younger kid, it would just, you know, go to the, you know, travel around, hit the different tracks. That's what makes you faster. And just don't give up, man. Anybody can make it in this sport, really. Speaking of different tracks, um, you've been you've raced a lot of national quality, uh, national caliber tracks, and raced in those nationals. What is your favorite layout? What track do you look forward to going to? As far as a national track goes, uh, that one that you feel like suits your riding style well, uh, one that you you think that you can thrive on. Honestly, uh, it's the local track. I always seem to do good there. Is High Point. I mean, I always have a good good vibe when I go there. It's close to home. I enjoy the track layout. Uh, I actually like the changes that they've done. I like it a lot better than it used to be. I know a lot of people don't. I think it's a lot better, and uh, I just always seem to uh, do do decent there, so I always enjoy going back to High Point. That's probably my favorite national track, for sure. That's awesome, man. <clears throat> There's a couple <clears throat> of big jumps that have recently uh, made the layout. Well, not recently, but I guess in the last five years when they did the re- layout um, that one jump, the quad. The quad. It looks pretty, pretty fun. How far are you stretching out on that jump when you hit it? Yeah, I remember actually uh, when they first put that quad in, I was hurt. I think I had a broken wrist or something, and I remember I went up with Anthony and I was watching him send that thing to the moon, and I was like, <laughs> I cannot wait to jump that. And uh, I went to a regional there one time, and uh, it was like a practice day or something. I was on my two fifty, and it took me a while just to get the triple down, and then finally I decided I was going to, you know, try to get all the way over that thing, and it was everything my 250 had to get over that thing, and it was I was still a little bit short, and man, I was nervous, because, I mean, you're way up there, and it's a big jump, but it's really fun once you get it down, I love it. Yeah, it look it looks like a big jump. So, and but it looks like a fun jump. You're just kind of going far, but you're also kind of going up the hill in elevation. So, it looks fun. I'll, yeah. I've always liked the looks of that jump. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just different. I mean, it's com- to what it used to be. But uh, like, I went to the, uh, I think it was the DC Vet Homecoming. They had like a little. Uh, class like it was an 18 plus class because they all they had was vintage classes and they actually didn't run the quad and i was super bummed about it because i was really looking forward to that section of the track oh man <laughs> I, how would they not run that that's a bummer <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I know i know it's crazy i could see you uh like on a 1983 yamaha 250 trying to bust a quad on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got a funny story about that dude my dad actually uh was danny welch's old bike it's a 79 yz250 mm-hmm. and uh he brought it up there for the ride and we had problems with the brakes all day i went down to the stage and i couldn't get stopped because it was uh drum, <laughs> drum brakes i think it was <laughs> and we, we had problems with this bike all day long i didn't get to practice on it or nothing and uh he finally got the brakes working and uh I went out, and I wasn't trying to break no records by any means, but I came up to the quad, and I was getting, I was going to double it. And when I did, I kind of overjumped it, and, like, it was the hardest landing I think I've ever <laughs> taken in my life. Man, it was bad. And uh, so 
peg was missing. I broke the foot peg off <laughs> and uh, pulled into, so I finished that lap, pulled into the pits, and I just destroyed both wheels. Like, there were spokes missing, the foot peg was missing. It was just, it was a funny story. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dad, here's the rest of my, here's the rest of your bike. You let me borrow yeah, it today. Have fun trying to find those vintage parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of your dad, um, I was, uh, it's been a while ago, but I saw that your dad was making a freestyle ramp for you. <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, uh, like probably a year ago, I would go to these, uh, go to these practice tracks or whatever and just kind of lost interest on doing the 20 minutes plus two, you know I mean? I didn't, I wasn't enjoying that part, but I learned how to like throw some whips a little bit. So I was enjoying doing that. And, uh, they have a little freestyle rent there. It's nothing major, but I was practicing on that. And actually we made a deal whenever we got rid of the track that I could build a freestyle ramp. So, uh, I didn't think he would ever go through with it, but one day, you know, we're always tinkering with stuff out. We got a farm out here, 20 acres and, I told him, I was like, you know, let's build a freestyle ramp. So kind of went through with it. My buddy TJ down the road, he knows how to weld pretty good. He's got his welding certifications from school. And uh, me and him went and picked up some metal and just kind of, we kind of went for it. And it uh, turned out pretty good, actually. It looked pretty legit. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was funny because we had, like, uh, we, we took some measurements offline, like how tall it was supposed to be. I think it's 10 foot tall about four foot wide and like 20 foot long but we didn't know like the bend to it like how steep to make it right right you know what i'm saying so we honestly my dad he was he was nervous because we kind (laughs) of just we kind of angled it eyeballed it and said that's good and my buddy rolled it on uh, but i'm not gonna lie to you that's the most nervous i've ever been hitting a job it was just I was going to say, I was going to say, probably pulling straws. Who's going to hit it first? <laughs> has, has anybody else hit it, or has it just been you? No, it's just been me. I tried to get Anthony out here to hit it, but he doesn't want no part of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. You know, it's not like a like a dirt jump where you can kind of roll it and get an idea of what you need to get to get over it. You just gotta gotta go for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, the day that I hit it, we got it set up, you know, built the landing, smoothed the landing out, and then smoothed, like, the runway, I guess you could call it. And, uh, man, I was I was nervous. And uh, then my aunt, she lives up the hill, so all my family's outside. The neighbors are out there watching. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, the first time I hit it, man, I ever jumped it by, like, 20 feet. It was, it was scary. Oh, <laughs> did you go clear? You really don't have to hit it that fast. But, I'm sure you, yeah. yeah the first time I, I, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Did you flat land it? Oh yeah, like in the, <laughs> I have a video of it. In the video, it doesn't seem like I ever jumped it that far. But when I was in the air, I like I thought for sure I was gonna crash. But somehow I pulled it off, and yeah, it was wild. If you can message me that video, a couple of videos of you hitting it, we'll put it on the Instagram page. That way, everybody can see it. <laughs> yeah, I can do that for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so like the first time I hit it, I ever jumped it. The second time I landed it perfect. And the third time I didn't hit it quite fast enough. I landed right on top and the dirt was still really soft from where we had just built it. And it threw me straight up and over the bars, but it wasn't nothing crazy. <laughs> then I like, and that scared me a little bit, but I, like in my head, I was like, if I don't hit it again, then I'm going to be scared of it. So I had to hit it again. <laughs> Nail it perfect. So I was pretty happy. There you go. <laughs> now, you, now you got to ask your dad for uh, a foam pit for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, everybody work tells me that too. You got to build a foam pit, but man, those things—I'd be scared to do that even. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I don't know. I've seen a lot of uh, people uh, miss. <laughs> people miss the foam pit, or I, I don't know. It yeah. just—it doesn't. It seems a little sketchier than what it's made out to be. Because like, if the bike still lands on top of you, that's still bad. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, and the fun, I mean, the fun part's a little bit different because, like, if you're landing on dirt, you have room to over-jump it and maybe even under-jump it, but the fun pit, you literally have to land right in the middle. Right, so right. It's hard to judge. Just get a really, really big foam pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
about a hundred foot long would do me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you still, uh, I mean, you guys got the equipment to bail the uh, bike out of the foam pit, don't you? Yeah, we got a, we got my dad's got a Kubota tractor, and then we got a little mini excavator. So I'm sure we can figure out a way somehow. <laughs> there you go, there you go. You're set then. <laughs> I actually, uh, I told myself I was going to move back because I have it sitting at about 65 feet right now, and if you're looking at it, it doesn't seem that long, and I don't really have to hit it that fast. So I wanted to move it back, but I have. I just haven't grown the guts to do that yet. I'm a little scared to move it back because then it's like I have to relearn how to hit it, how fast to hit it, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> you going to be running any indoor races this year, or, or have you messed with any of the SX, uh, the Supercross any, or you just strictly outdoors, or what? Actually, I did the Ames Oil Arena Cross Series in 2017, and I uh, went to Vegas, did that. I love that series. Uh, the following year, I tore my ACL, so I couldn't race it. And I was, like, getting prepared for it in 2019, and they canceled it. That's when they started doing the Supercross Futures. I think that's what they call them now. Yeah. So now uh, my buddy Colton, he does these tri-state arena cross, so I'll go to a couple of them. Okay. Nice, nice. Now, I remember when you were running that Amsoil arena cross, you were running GoPro cam- uh, GoPros at that, pi- time, at that time, right? That was, uh, I got a few of them. I went to, uh, first one was in Cincinnati, and then I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then Baltimore, and then I did Vegas. Yeah, I remember watching that GoPro, and I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the GoPro, you could see your dad, like, pumping his fist as you were going by. It was pretty awesome videos (laughs) to watch. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. We enjoyed that a lot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I actually felt that the indoors... And that series suited me pretty well. I enjoyed. It. I went up to Switchback and practiced a lot, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that series a lot actually. Now, are there whoops in that indoor series? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, sometimes they would tame them down. Like in Cincinnati, they were kind of like rollers, and then Grand Rapids, Michigan, there were straight up whoops, and like the dirt was really spongy there, and like. If there's one thing that I don't like on a motocross track, it's loops. I just, I haven't figured them out. And I remember I would always, like, double through them. And, uh, you know, there was kids in C-class, like, skimming through them, like, really fast. But it was really scary. Like, they were swapping all over the place. And I remember a couple of times, man, I'd be doubling through them. And someone would come to the side of me and pass me, skimming right through them. And at the end of them, they would just go straight over the handlebars. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Those whoops just look sketchy. <laughs> I remember uh, Brandon and I have talked about before. There was <clears throat> one time uh, at the Doddridge County Fair, we got to uh, – I don't, I don't know if you raced that year at that Doddridge County Fair or not, but uh, what was that, like 2011 oh, maybe? Man, probably. Yeah, so you were just a yeah, little fellow. then. I was on 85, I remember that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were hitting, we were hitting whoops on, on quads, and <laughs> that, was, uh, <laughs> that was a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I wouldn't want any part of that for sure. No <laughs> way. Uh, do you have anyone helping you out this year, or helped you out at all, the sponsor-wise, or, or anything like that? Or? I mean, not really. I have a... Uh, Suspension guy, the time you know, he gives me a couple deals here and there, and then uh, other than that, man, it's just it's just me winging it out there. So. <laughs> well, sponsorships had been Ben Cunningham up. Guys. Yeah, if anybody's <laughs> listening, he he needs it. <laughs> yeah, hook me up. Uh, so. Um, I know that you pay attention to a lot of uh, what's going on in motocross and supercross. Um, what did you think of the new schedule com- coming out this season for uh, supercross? It's definitely something different than from what we've ever seen before. But yeah, man. I mean, as anyone would say, this year has been screwed up, and it's, it's sad to see them have to change the schedule like that. You know, the, the season opener is not in Anaheim, and uh, the season finale is not in Vegas, but it's, I'm just glad they're having the season this year, so it'll be fun to watch some racing. I mean, I think it'll be cool, you know, especially I think they're having three in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken, so that'll be cool. Maybe we have to make it up to one of them and watch. Yeah, that's my plan. I'm hoping as soon as tickets go on sale, I'm, I'm going to try to grab at least a couple of them to get, get out there at least one of those days. <clears throat> I've never been to a Supercross before yet, so uh, my plan is to hopefully get out to one of those as well, so... It'd be it'd be fun. 
Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I went to uh, Indianapolis one time, and then I've been to Daytona probably five or six times. And uh, I actually just took my vacation to work. I'm going to try to hit Daytona this year, too. So should be fun. You taking the bike, or you just? Last year, we, uh, me and uh, Jeremy DeWitt and uh, my buddy Colton DeMoss, we all took our bikes down there, and we got to ride at a couple tracks down there, and then we raced. So I just enjoy that. There's a bunch of tracks within an hour from Daytona that you can hit, so. I'll definitely be taking my bike. How come you're not at Minio's right now? Uh, I wanted to, man, but uh, just me working, it's hard <laughs> to make it. I, my schedule's not bad, actually. I get like two weekends off every five, I think. Uh-huh. So it's not, or three weekends off every five, and I work two of them. But it's just hard. Like, if I wanted to go to Minio's, I'd have to take the whole week off. It's tough. But uh, maybe next year I can make it down there because I think it's a pro am too. You can get points down there, which I wish I could have done. But yeah, I think I was I was watching some I was watching it some of it last night with my boy, and uh, I saw that the pro sport, the open pro sport, was down there running. Because I think you do supercross one day and then moto the other day or the half the week or something. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Also, uh, I was looking through the results today, and I mean. Minio's is pretty stacked right now in the A-class. I think they have that Max Voland. Yeah, Voland. He just signed with the KTM, and then you got the Master Pool brothers who raced the Outdoor Series for a while. So, I mean, that class is really stacked down there. Yeah, I think they had, like, over 5,000 entries down there this year. So, um, that's that, pretty that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, actually, there's uh, Timmy Crosby. He's up from where uh, PA, I think, right by Roaring Knob, and he actually got 10th in uh, one of the A-classes. I can't remember what it was, but it's cool to see somebody. I mean, he's pretty local, so it's cool to see him doing pretty good down there. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Ben, do you ever uh, venture outside of motocross and go off-road racing, uh, do anything like that, GNCC or any hair scrambles ever, just, you know, wild hair and want to uh, get some cross-training in, or do you are you strictly just motocross? Uh, I, me and my dad always talk about this. I always say I do one woods race a year to remind me why I don't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know uh, he's in a full fast. Off road world, pretty good. I mean, Caleb Russell, he's I respect him a lot. He's probably one of my favorite riders, just being that you know how good he was throughout the years. And then my uh, my buddy Colton, he actually is the one that put on the race at uh, Rockwell Hilly Farm, I believe it's called, okay. Mountain State. And uh, I actually go there and ride that track a little bit. Now, I don't mind riding in the woods. I love it, actually, when it's just me and him. But, like, you get out there with, like, 200 bikes or whatever it is, and somebody falls over on the hill with the bottleneck <laughs> stuff. That's the stuff that irritates me. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. I'm right there with you, Ben. I don't know. It's honestly just like a mental block for me. I've never liked the woods. Like, I've never agreed with it. I mean, because it. It's, to me, it kind of irritates me because I can't really show my true potential. Like, I feel like I could go really fast in the woods, but I just can't put it together. But, yeah, uh, yeah I always do a couple of years just for something different, you know. And I did uh, I did the full gas Enduros, which they're pretty fun. I enjoyed those, so hopefully I can do a couple of those. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, buddy, uh I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We really appreciate you coming on the pod today, and uh, um, we look forward to uh, uh, having you on again sometime and kind of seeing. Uh, hopefully, we'll get uh, we'll get you on, you know, maybe midway through the twenty twenty one season and seeing how see how you're doing and uh, kind of get an update on how you're go- how you're doing. Yeah, sounds good, man. I'm glad you guys have me on. Uh, can't wait to be back. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, uh, again, anybody out there that might be listening that could help Ben Cunningham out, um, yeah, hit him up. Uh, the guy's got talent and he's got speed, that's for sure. Yep. Thanks, Ben. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. All right, later, Ben. We appreciate it, man. See ya. All right, that was Ben Cunningham. So, local local hero of the Bridgeport, uh, West Virginia area. So, we're excited to have him on and, uh, and get his uh, take on what's going on in his future, what he's kind of done in his past. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's always uh, pretty neat to, you know, talk to guys like that from back in the day that we watched grow up and 
and uh, race, you know, like he was, you know, mentioned Anthony Thomas and then him and some other guys, really fast kids that uh, came out of Pyramid Valley around Lost Creek. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the legend of uh, Pyramid Valley lives on through all the kids that, that got speed there, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many fast riders, you know, came out, you know, they used to ride Pyramid. Yeah, bikes yeah. and quads. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So Old Shane Hit. Yeah, Shane. On the, on the quad out there. and yeah. Jeff Miller. Uh, used Jeff to come Miller. All the time. Jeff the Jet Miller. Yeah, yep. Man, I tell you, Jeff... Jeff was fast. Oh, he yeah. was really he fast. He was really fast. He just, uh, you know, couldn't get help. It's hard to financially do it. So. And, well, he went over to GNCC that one year and, and won one, the, uh, I believe it was the. Was it College Boy? Co- I think it was the College Boy I A think, class. Yeah, A class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Michael Lancaster helped him out and, and they went on and uh, won that championship. So, I mean, that's a, that's a fast class. Yeah, very so. fast class, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of fast people that came out of Pyramid, but it's uh, it's always great to see. It's you know, well, hopefully sometimes, you know, within the next couple of years, someone can uh, open up another motocross track local and maybe get some things rolling again. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So Brandon, uh, what's been going on in the racing world? I know there's been a few moves lately uh, as far as teams go on the on the um, KTM's. Yeah. Um, the Rocky Mountain ATV um, KTM team made a crazy move. I don't know what happened, and um, they said they couldn't come to terms. I don't think with Blake Baggett, which is crazy because you don't hear anything about him. I haven't heard, so I don't know if he's going to take a year off or where he's going to end up. But uh, hopefully, he can find a ride or whatever. So Blake Baggett is no longer with KTM Rocky Mountain, um, which always seemed to be a good fit. It's kind of late in the season to be having to pick up a ride too. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean everybody's got rides. Um, uh, it's pretty crazy. I tell you what, I would think some some team would would move something around to to make sure that he's on a bike on the gate would, uh, in Supercross 2021 if he wants to be. Yeah. But Blake's a pretty quiet and private guy, so there's a there's a good chance that you know he could if, if there was anybody on that 450 line that I would think that might want to go away quietly and just kind of yeah. disappear it'd be him because he's just kind of like a reserved quiet guy and but i feel like he's still got some something left in the tank that he has more to prove in his career yeah i mean he got his what, the last last two years i think he's won a supercross race and then you know moto you know he was putting in late charges there at the end of the year the second half of the year and uh so it'd be kind of weird not to see blake baggett uh out there for 2021 but uh maybe he's got some injuries or something maybe you know, he wants to take a year off to heal up. Um, not real sure about that. But uh, so what happened over there was Joey Savacci ended up taking the spot, which is pretty crazy because it, right, like, it was good for Joey because he would, didn't look like no one was going to pick him up. Yeah. I, I kind of have mixed emotion, emotions about Joey because uh, I, I hate that he got kicked off the team like he did um, when AC kind of took his spot. I mean, obviously AC was, was where the future was for – uh, for Kawasaki, but but Joey was was a good rider. Like he was he was a good B rider for for that team to you know like second fiddle to Eli Tomac, mm-hmm. um, and then you know he got kind of thrown into the mess of you, of JGR. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think that if Joey wins a Supercross, his career goes a little different? Move a supercross? One, well, remember when Osborne stole it away? Oh, yeah. How could you I forget mean, that move? <laughs> do you think that has ruined his career? I mean, I mean, he took all of that momentum, is all over. You know, you let someone come clear from the back of the pack that fell on the first turn and get passed. I mean, I don't know because it seems like from there, it's like it just kind of went downhill. It's just, from it's just kind of been stepping downhill. Now he he's shown speed from time to times, especially in the outdoors. Last year, he he was showing speed here and there. But it just, like, nothing really comes together. And, you know, a lot of it, I think, has to do with you stepping up to that 450 class because that happens to a lot of guys that you you see a lot of promise in that 250 class, but then they step up with with the 450 guys, and it's just a different it's a different story when you get there. But then you add the fact that he's had some struggles with finding rides, had some struggles with injuries, and it just it kind of snowballs on him like that. Um, but I'm excited for him because he, he's getting a, an opportunity on a really good team, on a really, really good bike. So I think that he's got to be excited that this is the year that, you know, if he's uh, uh, able to come in healthy, that he should be able to put in results. So he's probably excited, but probably also a little bit nervous because because I think the results need to come this year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of like that, um, kind of like what AC does. 
when he's having a great moment, he always has that uh-oh moment. It usually ends up on the ground or yeah. makes a big mistake. So um, that's the, kind of been Joey's. The only bad MO. thing about that is his 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 great moments are a little fewer and far in between than yeah. AC's great yeah, exactly, moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can pull it together. I mean, it seems like anybody who gets on those KTM's can uh, do very very good. Um, the other big news with KTM has uh, you know Ben Ben was just saying. Um, they picked up Max Volan for the 250 ride, which yeah. was pretty crazy because he's still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've listened to Pulp talk about him a lot, and uh, he he is a youngster. Uh, what is – is he still 15 or is he 16 now or – how I'm old not, is he? I'm not sure. Is he 12? I know he's down there <laughs> racing Minios. Um, so he's either 15 or 16. I think he's probably 15, probably going to return 16 to make pro. Is it too soon? I mean, I mean, obviously they're, they're seeing something in him. I know. I feel like I've heard a lot of, you know, rants about these teams that they, they jump at youth rather than um, experience Oops. or veterans. They, they want – I think every team is kind of afraid that they're going to miss out on that next mm-hmm. AC or that next Eli Tomac. Eli Tomac, <laughs> you know, like that next young talent that they yeah. want to bring up from from the beginning in their program to to the end. And sometimes they jump a little early. Uh, not sometimes they always jump a little early. It <laughs> seems like so. Hopefully, but hopefully for his sake, they take it the right way and they 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 introduce him to the pro ranks. Um, in a healthy manner because, you know, you see a lot of these guys, they come out and they throw them into uh, Supercross and, and, and the poor guys get eaten up. Yeah, I think the best the best thing that I've seen people a lot of people do is to go outdoors first mm-hmm. where they've been comfortable. You know, you, everybody, you know, rides outdoors usually for the most part of their lives, get a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more safe. Yeah. Not a lot of tight jumps and whoops and all that. Let them get used to the bike. Let them get used to the atmosphere, the riders around them. Um, and then go to Supercross the following year. But, you know, some, you know, a lot of these guys hop right in Supercross. And most of the Jet time. Jet Lawrence, look how he, yeah. I mean, he he didn't even know what a Supercross track looked like <laughs> before this past season. And he jumped right in and, and succeeded because there was a lot of questions behind well, that because they said the kid's got speed, but what's he going to do when he gets yeah. on a Supercross track? Yeah, he's got speed. But then if you remember, right, three races in, he breaks his collarbone. Yeah. So. But he was also battling for the lead when he did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just <laughs> But when you were watching him, he looked he looked a little sketchy, too. Yeah. Like, even though he was battling for the lead... Um, you could see little mistakes from him everywhere. Yeah, he so. was swapping swapping yeah. across the track a couple of times. So what, I, what I've, you know, seen seems like a recipe for success is if you get a guy and you prep him for the Supercross season prep him like he's going to race the Supercross season, and then don't race him the Supercross season. And then during the Supercross, you get him prepped for moto, moto yeah. and then the next year enter into Supercross. Supercross. It, yeah. seems like a, it seems like a good way to, to keep your rider healthy and uh, have success in the future for that. Yeah, um, Supercross is it's a whole nother ball game, um, especially uh, just the way the jumps and the tracks. On TV, the jumps look really kind of – wide a little, lot wider yeah. but in person they're not that wide um i promise they're not i've seen them up per I actually get to do a track walk at indy um a couple of years ago and the tracks aren't that wide and maybe you'd be pushing it to do three and a half bikes you know with wide like two quad lengths is that what you could barely get two quads <laughs> over a jump. really yeah like Shoot. it'd be it'd be like you know tight yeah <laughs> it'd be very tight <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty crazy so um there was another move on that K- Rocky Mountain KTM team, right? Uh, well, Justin Bogle's back. Justin Bogle. Yes. Uh, yep. How do you feel about Justin Bogle being back on that team? Um, well, you know, he's one another one of those riders that's always getting hurt, um, never having bad luck. I've actually, I was actually just watching um, the Moto Spy, the old Moto Spy Red Bull Moto uh, videos yeah. they had out, and they had actually had one on Bogle. Um, you know, as he came up through, he all, he's always just had that bad luck. He can't get a full season in, and if he does get a full season in, he doesn't do you get think very he good rides results. O- do you think he rides over his head or, or, or what? I mean, because some of the stuff, like, it just seems like, man, that could have happened to anybody. But then other things, it's like, whew, yeah, maybe you're riding over your head. I remember, what was it, Iron Man this year? 
uh, in the second turn, he hit that tree. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. When he went over the bars and hit that tree head yeah. on? It's like, dude, I've, like as soon as I saw somebody hit that tree, I was like, I bet you it's probably Bogle. <laughs> it was. It was. It was Bogle. So. It always seems like it's either Tickle or Bogle <laughs> or Savachi. <laughs> or Savachi. <laughs> <laughs> One of those three, you're always getting hurt somewhere. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, um, so he's back on the team um, for Rocky Mountain. And uh, I'm trying to remember if there's any other big moves um, around town, but I I don't. It's been a kind of a slow week as far as stuff going yeah, on. Um, yeah. This kind of this this type time of the year is a little bit dead, but uh, we're still going to find something to talk about every single week. Uh, next week, I think we got somebody lined up. Um, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts away, so <laughs> you guys just will just have to stay, tune in. Yeah, you have to tune in. You have to tune in and, and uh, listen. So. Uh, might be going back to the GNCC world for guests next week. Um, awesome. Yep. So I, uh, I tell you, one thing I'm kind of looking forward to is the um, the Turkey Derby. The, yes. Uh, yes. I'm glad you brought derbies, that up. Yeah. yeah, man. That Turkey Derby is awesome. For you guys that don't know about the Turkey Derby, um, Nick Janusa, which is a pro AMA ATV uh, MX guy, he holds a pit bike race for quads and dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. Um um, at his house, I believe it's in New Jersey. Yes. And but he says, if you're not invited, don't come because there's no parking. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to say that because there's a ton of people yes. that show up there. Now, he did say for next year, and I'll let you get back to it, that he they are it's going to be a different spot next year. He's moving, turnouts, right? Well, I think he's just finding a different location because it's getting so big. So he's trying to find a bigger venue to hold everybody. If there was any pit bike track that I would love to ride, it's 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 his. Um, he's got probably the coolest layout on that track. So <laughs> hopefully uh, the track that he recreates it will hold a candle to the one that he has right now because uh, that one looks like it flows so fun. I mean, it just looks awesome. Yeah. And I mean, what's cool is that both – that you'll see like um, – I know uh, I think it's Chris Bors. Mm-hmm. Chris Bors. And, um, you know, so you get both – those sides of you know your ATV motocross guys. Hunter Hart your, was there last yeah, year. And Walker your Fowler was there last year. Are yeah. all coming together and yeah. uh, mashing them up on some nineties. And they have really good races too. Oh yeah, like probably maybe even better races than they have when they're <laughs> when they're on their full well, size squads. Well, that's because everybody's even. Everybody's going for it. Everybody's sending. <laughs> everybody's even on these little things. Uh, besides weight, <laughs> I tell you what, um, I would say that uh, man, last year's final um race for the turkey derby between uh joel hetrick and and nick janusa may have been one of the best <laughs> races all season yeah. because those guys were going for it and like you don't really have to worry about getting hurt because you're not going that fast yeah so they were just slamming into each other they must have swapped the lead what five or <laughs> ten times uh throughout that race i wish there was a live racer tv should cover <laughs> the, the turkey, turkey derby, derby <laughs> for sure because um it just it looked awesome yeah so we'll, we'll have to watch uh wait wait for i think rip it up films does a uh, video recap of all the rip it up films does it and then i don't know if you ever heard um uh i think it's name's john salsa uh, the uh on one wheel on youtube he he goes there and covers it he did last year and i believe i saw where he said on facebook that he was going to go this year Sweet. and cover it as well so you you got a couple different angles to watch of that race, but it should be good. Uh, what was cool about it last year was, like you said, you got the mix between the uh, um, motocross guys, the ATV motocross guys, and then the uh, GNCC guys. And um, Walker Fowler, <laughs> of course, wasn't was not far off of uh, Hetrick and uh, Nick Janusa taking in that third place position last year. So hopefully he shows up again. Hopefully that finger's not. Not bothering him too much to uh, get on the turkey derby uh, schedule and, and get going. When do you know? Is that race uh, tomorrow, maybe? Oh, man. Or is I'm it this weekend? Is it after Thanksgiving? I think it's after Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm not sure. I'd have, we'd have to look it up. Yeah, you see, if you look on um, on Instagram or Facebook, you see that uh, uh, Hedrick's been sending pictures of his of his quad and talking about it, talking about he's ready for the turkey derby, <laughs> throwing some smack talk to uh, to Nick Janusa, said never, never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that so uh you gotta love that stuff man they actually actually have a podium and everything so it's it's pretty sweet so we're like excited to watch that event and uh maybe we'll talk about that a little bit next week too yeah yeah i mean it's always cool to watch the uh 
professionals of our uh, sport that we love so much act like big kids out there and have a good time. I bet you our uh, potential guest for next week would uh, do a pretty good job on on that uh, in that race. Yeah, he might even be in there. I don't he know. He might be. Who you knows? Know. Who I knows? Mean, Maybe seen, I think I've seen Cole Richardson getting ready for it. Yeah, and uh, I, I would say that you're going to see more and more and more. Uh, big names show up to it each and every year in the ATV world. Yeah, hopefully the, it wouldn't be awesome if the bike world would get in on it and like, and uh, uh, like at I, least the GNCC guys. Yeah, like I said, Nick Janusa said that uh, they're he's packed. So he said next year I watched him. You know he was talking and he said next year um, they're hoping to have a bigger venue um, because it's grown so much and everybody loves to do it. So it's next year they might even be. Racer TV. <laughs> that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's about it for this weekend, guys, or for this week, guys. We uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure you go to our Instagram page and follow us on Split Line Off Road on Instagram. Uh, I promise. I promise a Facebook page is coming soon. I'm not going to just keep saying it's going to come and then it not show up. Uh, we're eventually wanting to go live with it and yeah. uh, with this show and maybe video it. Uh, we need to get a cool backdrop, though. Not just my garage. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like a dealership or something. Who knows? Yeah, come on. Someone's got to hook us up. If there ain't dealerships in the area, I don't know. <laughs> a nice brand new ones or I don't know. <laughs> Something that that would put, that's probably like visible from the interstate would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, guys, I hope everybody ha- will have a great Thanksgiving. Um, and if you're out in the tree stands, hope you're having luck out there. And uh, happy, happy Turkey Day coming up. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We will be back probably on Monday next week, <clears throat> and um, we'll be we'll be ready to go for the next podcast. So, uh, Brandon. You got a song for us, don't you? I do. Everybody, have a great week and peace. Later, fellas. Yeah. <laughs>